This week on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation, George Toman talks about praying the rosary and how it's intertwined with God's mercy. One body. What are some of the promises of praying the rosary? How can we experience God's abundant mercy by praying the rosary? We'll answer these and much more. One body, stewarding God's creation. George Toman is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Cody Marincer. So um, we have George Toman, um, who is currently a doctoral student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and he's studying special education. He's a graduate of Fort Hayes State University, has contributed to the One Body Show here on Divine Mercy Radio. George has a passion for uh, sharing the faith with others. Let's get straight to George. George, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. It's always wonderful to have you on. Um, what is it that uh, you are going to bless us with today? Well, hopefully we'll be blessed with this. Um, hopefully the Holy Spirit will be working. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, uh, today I just wanted to talk about the, the rosary and just really kind of, I was pondering this in the sense of thinking of our topic of mercy, divine mercy radio. And I just really thought I was actually praying my rosary and I kind of thought, let's talk about Let's talk about the rosary. Let's, let's bring that to the forefront. And really connecting how if we persevere and pray the rosary, do it devoutly, that not only is there an abundance of, of God's grace that comes with it, but the immense power of his, of his mercy and define that through the, a few of the promises of the Holy Rosary. So there are 15 promises of the Holy Rosary. And these promises didn't come from some stone tablet in heaven. Uh, St. Dominic, who, who typically is considered the one who gave us the rosary through our Blessed Lady. Um, Blessed Lady obviously gave us the rosary through St. Dominic, I should say, make that correct. Uh, St. Dominic was the one um, who was given these, these 15 promises. And I won't go through all the 15 promises. You can, you can find them and, and read them. I'm going to go through a few of them for us today to, again, highlight this importance of praying the rosary and how much God's mercy is involved, and really kind of set home this point of, you know, when you think of the world today, and you think of just everything that's going on, all the confusion, not only in the world, but also, I would say, in the Church, you know, there's, there's plenty of people who, who could comment on that. The Rosary is our tool to be able to help be able to to solve these these issues. And it may not seem like a solution, because as human beings— we're very driven to be action-oriented, at least a lot of us are. So we want to think it has to be some kind of policy, it has to be some kind of major intervention. But the saints throughout history have all taught us that the, the rosary, properly prayed, allows God to do his bidding, not only in us, but also in others. And when we offer ourselves to Christ in a very beautiful way, and primarily I would say, through, through having a devout prayer life with the rosary as well, God answers that abundantly because of, by virtue of the fact that our Blessed Lady is interceding for us. And the rosary is literally our gift, especially as Catholics, that Our Lady has given us to be able to handle the troubles of the world today. So a quick quote. Um, and this comes from Sister Lucia, who's one of the Fatima children, and, and many in the audience who are devout listeners to the, to the radio program have probably heard this quote before, 
And she says, there is no problem, no matter how difficult it is, whether temporal or above all spiritual, in the personal life of each one of us, of our families, that cannot be solved by the rosary. There is no problem, I tell you, no matter how difficult it is, that we cannot resolve by the prayer of the Holy Rosary. Again, that was Sister Lucia, who was one of the three Fatima children. So the beauty of that, that quote, and one of the reasons why I kind of start us off with that, is in sum, if there, if, you know, when we think of praying the rosary, persistently, devoutly praying it, I don't care what problem you have, whether it be, again, temporal or, most importantly, spiritual. If it's finances, relationships, someone who's fallen away from the faith in your family, some kind of thing going on in the world, praying for our nation, whatever, you can help move the world in the right direction by praying the rosary and doing it devoutly. And that's something as Catholics we need to hold true to, because I think sometimes, again, we get caught up in, hey, I got to find a solution to all these problems. I got to find a way to fix this. And sometimes it's a matter of slowing down and just saying, Rather than jump in the gun a little bit, let's go ahead and pray our rosary. Let's get God involved. Let's get our Blessed Lady involved. And let's see where, th- where things go. Um, and so I'm going to start off real quick here. I got four promises of—yes, four here for us this morning. I have four of the 15 promises of the Holy Rosary that I want to talk about in relation to God's mercy and how by praying the rosary, we literally unleash this— um, this this ocean of mercy, if you will, um, that throughout history, we know that many saints have used the rosary, have prayed it devoutly, and have been able to really embrace um, this this whole idea of understanding God's mercy through the prayer. So here's here's the first one I want to say for today, and this is the fourth promise of the Holy Holy Rosary, and it says. It will cause good works to flourish, the rosary. The rosary will cause good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God. It will withdraw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities and will lift them to the desire for eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. So this is the fourth promise of the rosary, and the word obviously mercy is in it. But I want to focus on the important parts here, in that when you think of our mission, especially after our, you know, after we have been baptized, we all have a specific calling that God has entrusted to us in this moment of history to be able to impact the world. And sometimes that that mission may not be clear. Sometimes that mission may seem very insurmountable. But when we surrender ourselves to the Lord and entrust ourselves to the protection of Our Lady, that mission can be attainable. And in fact, God does lead all of us to that, as long as we are willing to at least meet Him halfway. And so, in this promise, the Rosary will cause good works to flourish. So when we pray the Rosary devoutly, and I'm going to also use the word persistently, I've said that a few times, I'm going to say that over and over again, because there is a sense of spiritual discipline that even when we don't want to pray the rosary, because all of us, I think, have that, or I shouldn't say all of us, but most of us have that that experience where we try to say that rosary before Mass, or we try to say it maybe with our family right after dinner or something, and it's just like, ugh, kind of dreading it, 
you know, we're not necessarily liking it or, you know, something else goes on with other distractions, persistently praying it, making time to actually make it happen matters. And so here, our mission, whatever God has entrusted us, is essentially to do two things. One, to get our soul to heaven, and number two, get other souls to heaven as well. That's essentially what all of this is about. God's so much in love with us that he wants us to be in heaven with him. And so he wants us to be in heaven, and, and we also want to bring as many people as we can with us to heaven. Now, with that said, when you think of the rosary causes good works to flourish, if you're sick and tired of seeing how much evil is happening in the world, if you feel like you, are, you don't have any control over some of the evil that is happening— do not be afraid, as what John, St. John Paul II would say. Take out your rosary and pray for the conversion of those sinners. And sometimes that's even to our own family. Um, I have a psychology degree, and without, I'm thinking literally almost every year, I, I usually have a conversation before Thanksgiving with someone, whether it be in my family or even in um, an extended friend group that asked me, how do I handle this family situation? Because I'm dreading to go home for Thanksgiving, or I'm dreading to see this family member or this, you know, acquaintance or whatever, and I need some help to try to figure that out. And and one of the things I try to say, especially if they're, if they're Roman Catholic, is sometimes you just have to be patient, pray a rosary for them, and see and let God's grace do the bidding, because no words or no major intervention is going to work. Sometimes people have the attitudes that they want to have, or sometimes they come in with whatever baggage or whatever, uh, you know, issue, issues they got going on, which then causes a lot of disruption sometimes. So sometimes we just have to literally get Our Lady and Our Lord involved, and one of the best ways to do that is through the Rosary. Yeah. Now, also with this promise, um, I'll quickly say this, and I'll, I'll get to your clearly. The With the Rosary, the when the promise says the rosary will draw the hearts of men from the love of the world and his vanities and will lift them to the desire of eternal things. This is the beginning stages of true conversion. So typically when the world is geared more towards evil, it's geared more towards worldly things, whether that be money, prestige, all those things that are typically of the world. When we pray the rosary, do it devoutly, persistently for ourselves and for, for our, 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 our world, its hearts start changing so they, can, they actually lift their eyes up to heaven, which is beautiful, but it's also very uplifting. Because even in times where there's great chaos in the world, where there's great, uh, there's great issues going on, and there's plenty of them today, by having that resolve to go, the world is suffering around me, but I can take my rosary, and I'm no politician. I'm no major policy decision maker. I'm just this 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 quote unquote average person that just tries to to make their lives you know happen every day. By praying the rosary, you're no longer an average person, right? You are part of that true that that true sense of being part of of church militant to pray not only for yourself but also for your brothers and sisters in the Lord to be able to help them not only get out of their evil ways, but most importantly, shape a future for your children, grandchildren, and future generations of your, of your extended family tree, so that the world can be blessed and still have Christ 
um, readily, or not readily available, but essentially be able to 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 worship him lovingly and freely, like we've been very blessed to have here in the United States, whereas other countries um, that 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 has been lost or hasn't been able to happen. And so the point is, with the first promise, is that any instance where you see there's a worldly conflict and you want to incite change in it. Don't be afraid to just pull out that rosary or next time you decide to pray the rosary, whether it be at Mass right before when everyone's praying it or by yourself or with your family, take that intention and offer it, and I promise you that it's going to do something. It'll do something really well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, George. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're listening to uh, George Toman speak about uh, praying the rosary um, and uh, the uh, blessings and promises that uh, come from that. Uh, but I want to get back to George Toman here. Um, George, I'm a, a, a convert um, and a big uh, rosary guy uh, myself uh, just because of, um, you know, the blessings that do come from it. But also I know, and you probably know this also, um, first, I guess I should say this isn't just a guy problem, but I've very often seen that um, as guys, we're fixers. We see a problem and we want to fix it. And I think a lot of our thinking is backwards because a lot of times, what do we do? We dig in and we, you know, we, we try to find, we, we do this and this and this, and we get so frustrated and we're like, why is it not working? This should have fixed the problem. And then we go, well, I guess all I got left is prayer. Well, why didn't we start with that? <laughs> you know, like no. prayer, prayer yeah. is actually like our, our best defense. It is our strongest, more, most potent weapon. And we leave it on the shelf to dust it off when everything else fails. So hundred percent. Yeah. You said that perfectly. You said that perfectly. And, um, and I just think too, that, you know, one of the, I was, this was years ago now and my then spiritual director, I was essentially bemoaning about there was something work related that was not going well. And I was just lamenting on kind of being a little bit annoying about, how progress is not being made. And my spiritual director, the priest at the time said, you know, George, remember that every major instance that Jesus ever did with the most, the pinnacle being his, his death and resurrection, he went off to pray first. Yeah. And I, I never really thought of that where, and it's so true when you look at some of the major instances of Christ's life, those things where literally like major teachings happen or major events happen. If you look a few verses before, Jesus literally usually goes up the hill and he prays. That's usually what the line is. And what you just said there, Cody, was just was outstanding because I 100% agree with you that especially as guys, we see a problem, we want to fix it. Not all of us, but definitely most of us, and I fit in that category. And I think sometimes the Lord asks us, like you have said very wisely, we need to do it reverse, right? We need to pray, ask for God's wisdom, ask for his peace. Then the answer will be attainable, which may mean action, or it may not. It might just mean pray about it. I got this. Get out of my way, <laughs> as, as one of my spiritual directors would once say. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Cody. And, and I don't want to kind of switch things here, but I am curious. I know you said, you know, you're a convert. And I kind of forgot that about your story, Cody. Was the rosary difficult for you? And in, 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 to come into the faith at all? Was yeah. that a barrier? Yeah, okay. you know, um, definitely. Um, I I would say um, 
Absolutely, uh, because you do have that sense outside of the church and not knowing um, what the what the real teaching on um, praying through the saints is. Uh, you have that sense of, sure. I, I think I'm being idolatrous. You know, so sure, there is sure. that real um, skittish kind of like, I, I really don't want to do anything to offend God here. I, I don't know that I should be doing this. But once you understand the beauty of it and you're like, oh, my goodness, um, Jesus honored his mom. <laughs> I am yeah. um, honoring her place in salvation history for <laughs> bringing him into this world and asking her um, intercession. Like, of course, he's going to say, absolutely, I hear your prayer on this one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. not like he doesn't. But I mean, just just knowing that, like, wait a minute. I, I'm going to my heavenly mother, which Jesus gave me at the foot of the cross. How could this be wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's beautiful. No. So, yeah, no, thanks for letting me go on that little detour. I, the only reason why I ask is because if there's any of you listeners who are thinking about the faith or, or whatever, and, and Mary gives you, you know, our, our, our host has been so gracious to be able to, to pinch in and be able to help us out. Um, you know, um, we got one example there able to overcome it. So thank you for sharing that, Cody, but I appreciate that. So I'll get, I'll get back to my, so I don't get us off. Okay. But, no um, um, but the, uh, so we talked about the, the fourth promise talking about how the rosary causes good books to flourish. So I'm going to go on to the sixth promise um, of the 15. And that says this, whoever shall recite the rosary devoutly applying himself to the consideration of its sacred mysteries. And in this case, when it was provided to us, joyful, sorrowful, um, glorious, shall never be conquered by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He shall not perish by unprovided death. If he be just, he shall remain in the grace of God and become worthy of eternal life. Now, this promise has a lot of, of powerful implications to the, to the things that, that really matter. Here in the United States, we have a very strong benefit that a lot of us remain healthy for a good amount of years. We have ways to be able to help uh, remove some of our um, suffer physical suffering from illnesses, whether it be colds or flus or, or those kind of deals. But in the past, for a very long time, um, there, was, there was a lot of times where, you know, you didn't even know if your wife would be able to give birth and your kid and your wife would be able to survive, right? There'd be times where you'd have a major famine and there'd be no medication, no support, and you could have a very thriving young family, and they all be dead within a week because of some major illness or something like that. So for multiple centuries, this was a very real thing where the Christian faithful were very devout to, to ask for God's mercy and help prepare for their death because they have no assurity of how long they were going to live. So because of that, the having that in context, um, the... When the promise says, whoever recites the rosary devoutly and then applies himself to those to the sacred mysteries shall be not conquered by misfortune. Misfortune here means to have a death where it's very sudden or you are in a state of mortal sin and you don't get a chance to repent before death. So one of the things that is powerful about the rosary and one of the promises that Our Lady gave to St. Dominic and has now obviously been able to make it through the multiple centuries since is that those who devoutly pray the rosary first, as was said in the first promise, usually convert themselves away from those sinful behaviors to begin with. 
But if you are a soul and at the hour, when the hour of your death comes, there will usually be an opportunity. In fact, the promise guarantees it that God will be there, especially with the priest to be able to administer the sacraments, particularly being able to, to give you the, the priest be able to, to hear your last confession, last rites, and those things. Now, again, for, for a lot of our listeners who might be young and healthy, this may not mean a whole lot. But for those that are, are very much in their years where, you know, we're, we're past the halfway point, if you will, I know many people, this is very beautiful, again, death is, is very sad, but also at the same time, when you know that there's a soul who's so closely united to God, there's some kind of peace and joy even about their death in the sense of how peaceful they look. And I, and I can attest this in my own life, and, and I'm sure other listeners can attest to this too, where when you've had, whether it be your grandmother, your own mother, some person in your parish who's devoutly praying the rosary, and when the moment of their time that their death comes, they were always able to have a priest there. They were always able to have people being able to pray with them. Um, typically, it was, there was no surprise. It wasn't like, you know, one minute they were there and the next minute they were gone. There was usually an opportunity for God's mercy to be present. And throughout history, and I won't go into all the stories here, but there have been times where, where there have been where it'd be like, give an example, you know, car accident happens on, on the interstate or on some highway, and the there's someone in the, the wreck that's about ready to die, and they were a devout, the devout um, Catholic and prayed the rosary frequently, and there just so happened to be a priest that showed up to be able to give them last rites. And it's like, how, how coincidentally was that? And, and there's no coincidence, really. That's yeah. the promise of Our Lady, being able to give essentially get back to you saying you will not die without the sacraments you will not leave this this um um you know leave this earth without having the mercy of god being made available to you um, and that's a really reassuring thing because again that when we say in the hail mary now and at the hour of our death when we say pray for us now at the hour of our death we really mean that because at the hour of our death when literally the devil is doing his very best, and this happens, the devil is doing his very best to get you because he knows that if you are in a, in a state of grace and you and you die, that he has no more, he has no power. That's a soul that he can't have. So that hour of our death, he gets very, very aggressive. And the beauty of our of our lady is that she promises the protection of the church through her priests, through her prayers, through, her, through the Church's sacraments, to be able to help you in those moments. And so when we think of this idea of sudden death or misfortune, if we are fearful of our death, which all of us should be, um, for a long time that's actually what the Church really emphasized as part of her catechesis was, don't take life for granted. Be, be, be legitimately God-fearing in that death is not, you know, this world is not eternal. The next world is, and this world is not. So remember that your time is limited and make the most out of every second. Because of that, um, by praying the rosary, we're able to really obtain, have this assurance, for lack of a better term, of God's grace being able to be provided to us, being able to help us, be able to navigate some very difficult waters, and 
I will say, because again, I'm by God's grace, hopefully I'm not close to death anytime soon, but in the times that I have been around individuals who have been near the hour of death, that consolation to see in their eyes when they're holding that rosary and they're about ready to close their eyes for the final time, being able to know that, hey, God is with them, Our Lady is with them. It's absolutely sad, but it's also, in its own way, beautiful. Because there's there's this real sense of this soul is going to see the Eternal Father. And because of that, we can be assured, again, that by praying the rosary, doing it devoutly, doing it persistently, that we can have that grace provided to us and also support those around us at the hour um, of our death or at their death. Yeah, you are absolutely right on cue. And that that is awesome. To I mean, and especially when you think about, um, uh, as you said, you know, Our Lady promises us that we will have the protection of the sacraments. So what are we doing by praying the rosary? Um, you know, we are accepting you know, like you said, that um, we're not in control of everything, that um, we need help, that we are going through the hands of our mother to our Lord, um, and uh, she is always pointing to her son. I mean, and so, there, I mean, when you start to think about it and just the beauty of having that tradition and having the uh, the ability um, to, to go through her, um, that there's so many things that open up. And, you know, even when we talk about um, the promises— God wants to pour his mercy into us. And so if we open ourselves up to his mercy through prayer, then it's it's natural that like if if we look at those promises we're like, "Oh, well that makes sense." You know, like if I'm not praying the rosary as like a magical amulet, you know, wearing it around my neck like, yeah. "Oh, this keeps me safe from death." <laughs> you know, like yeah, No. <laughs> but but we do have that assurance that yeah, obviously if I stay close to um Christ and his church, and if I go through the hands of his mother, then absolutely, as um, as a good father, as our savior, as our heavenly mother, they're going to watch over us and um, make sure that we have um, the gift of God's sacraments being given to us and celebrated um, for um, our journey to the heavenly afterlife. And so, such beautiful, uh, I appreciate that, man. I, I really appreciate you being on here with us. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. We'll be right back with more from George Toman on Praying the Rosary, The Mercy of God Awaits. One body, God's creation. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation, here on Divine Mercy Radio. One body. Pray the Rosary, the mercy of God awaits. George Toman. One body, God's creation. Cody Marincer conducts the interview. Um, we're listening to George Toman uh, speak about um, praying the rosary and um, our mother of mercy awaits. Let's get back to George um, and hear about um, these promises in the rosary. The next promise I want to talk about related to God's mercy is the ninth promise of the rosary. And it says, I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. So um, one of the, the beautiful parts that, or not parts, excuse me, one of the beautiful things that 
many saints have taught us throughout the years. And in fact, I would I would argue that there are the especially in the last two hundred years, um, there's a lot of saints that that had a devotion to the rosary. So there's usually a connection between the two. But in terms of this promise, where I will deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary, by praying the rosary as Catholics, and I won't get into the theological pieces of purgatory and those things, but as Catholics, if we are, if, if we are, quote-unquote, like a better term, good enough to be able to, 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 um, to not be able to, to go to hell, but we're, we're in purgatory, and we're purifying fire, preparing our, our soul um, for eternal reward in heaven. One of the things that the Holy Mother Church has repeatedly taught ever since its inception, and especially in moments throughout history where there was a lot of death happening, the importance of the souls on earth to pray for those in purgatory. And in fact, we have one full day, November 2nd, all souls day um, commended to that where our our whole goal is to help those who are in purgatory be able to be um, freed from that and be in their eternal reward now again not getting to the theological pieces of this yeah the beauty of this promise for us and this is something also that um, to me um, also is, is, is really beautiful is that I, I I feel bad for the poor souls in purgatory sometimes, um, and that's and that may be just me, but there's a lot of souls that are in purgatory and no one knows about, um, and that's why like in mass, um, usually when we're doing our intercessions, a good set of intercession questions will end with something saying to the effect of "We pray for our beloved dead," because there's people in our parish, in our community, even in our own families that have passed, and they may not be in heaven, but they'd be in purgatory. Now, because of that, what the promise here is, is explicit on is that those who devoutly pray or are devoted to the rosary are going to be freed from purgatory, which is beautiful because then that, 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 that purifying fire, as we like to say, that purification of our soul to make it truly clean— we're not rotten, but we're also not clean, right? We're in that stage where we're getting cleansed. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to be freed from that by praying, by being devoutly praying the rosary. Our Lady is going to intercede for us and say, "No, he, you know, no, let him receive his, let him receive his eternal reward." Now, with the other powerful piece to this um, is that there have been stories throughout history, and I couldn't find this story exactly, but I am going to share it. Um, I know it's not apocryphal. I know this has happened, but I couldn't find all the little details. But there was a saint, I believe it was a religious monk, who prayed, who had a a deep love for the souls in purgatory. I'll start with that. And he prayed three rosaries a day, and he prayed each rosary asking that one soul be um, freed from purgatory and be... um, um, and be um, able to go to heaven. So he did that all of his life. When he essentially was near death, and our, and he he was obviously a very spiritual man. He received 
um, visions and insights from Our Lady on, on a frequent basis. When he was about ready to pass away, Our Lady approached him and essentially said, um, you saved over a million souls by offering these many rosaries for these souls in purgatory. And that in and of itself should give us a lot of consolation because when you think of, and I think of even like back in Hayes, I think of the, the story tradition, the, the roots of the, the Catholic faith that are there in that area. And I think of um, all of the beautiful things that the Catholic faithful have done for generations upon generations and what future generations are going to do. And by having a devout and persistent prayer life with the rosary, not only are you helping yourself be freed from the pains of purgatory, as we would say, but you are also helping other individuals, assuming that you, you offer some prayer for them, you're able to help other individuals who you may not even know about be able to go from purgatory again to heaven. So the, the vision that comes in my mind is that when, you, when we get to heaven, all of a sudden when you get there and you see all these souls that you've never known in your life before, and they give you, imagine they give you this big hug or this big high five, and you're like, who are you? <laughs> I don't know who you are. And they can look at you simply in the eye and go, your rosary that you offered freed me from purgatory to here. And I just wanted to thank you. Now, again, that's obviously very, you know, maybe not entirely correct theologically and all those things. But the, the point is, is that we are one big family. That's the biggest piece about this, this promise. Obviously, the whole deliver from purgatory is a big thing. But remembering that we're one big family, and those souls in purgatory, especially those who have been forgotten, we can offer a rosary for them, for a soul that literally everyone has forgotten about other than God himself, and we can, and we can offer a prayer for them to be able to help them on their journey to heaven. And how beautiful that is for those of us who, again, you know, maybe rosary getting a little bit dry or something else is going on. Sometimes it might be like, you know what, let's just pray for our beloved dead. Let's pray for those souls in purgatory right now, that through whatever grace is obtained in this prayer, Our Lady can use them to then be able to help that soul be able to get to their heavenly reward. And to me, that's very beautiful and is really a nice sign of that love that God really wants us to have, for not only for ourselves on earth, but this continuity between those here on earth, those in purgatory, and those in heaven. Absolutely. Yes, I, I, I agree. You put it very beautifully. I um, mean, as we're talking with George Toman about the rosary, my goodness, how much do we need to uh, start praying over this world? Because when I look around, um, and I'm sure you're somewhat like this too, George, uh, when you look around, you know, there are so many things that, um, as you spoke earlier, we can't seem to change at all. You know, when I put, look at the political land sphere, it's like, what can I actually do? You know, you almost seem like your hands are tied. There's nothing that is going to help. But we have to remember, as we spoke earlier, that prayer is our first option. It is our best option. And in many cases, it's our only option to actually affect change. George, back to you on um, uh, speaking about the promises of the rosary and uh, what you just said about um, purgatory, getting those people we love and know out of purgatory. And really quickly, I just wanted to add, you know, what about those people that maybe we didn't love so well? <laughs> you know, if I'm, one, yes. if I'm one of those people that has wronged somebody, 
and I die and I am in purgatory, how sweet of a meeting is it going to be if they're the one who actually prayed me out of purgatory? You know, that, that yeah. when we're in heaven, none of us are going to hate. None of us are going to be angry. We are going to love one another with the love of Christ. And so that's going to be such a beautiful reunion. So I'm going to let you keep running with that. No, that's, no, that's beautiful. No, that's great. And in fact, kind of, that's a nice little segue to this last promise um, that I want to talk about, which is promise number 11, which is, you shall obtain all you ask of me by recitation of the rosary. Now, before we dig into this, it's important to remember, and going back to the very first part of the uh, of my little talk here, when we pray the rosary initially and we, and we make it a, um, a persistent and um, and devoutly pray it throughout our life, our, our souls are going to change. There's no, <laughs> there's no way around it. Like if we're devoutly praying the rosary and doing it persistently, even in the face of trial and tribulation, I promise you, your soul and your mind are going to change. And because of that, this promise makes a lot more sense, where when we say you shall obtain all you ask me by recitation of the rosary, essentially by praying the rosary, you learn how to pray the way God wants you to pray. You begin to communicate to Him through your prayer more genuinely in the sense of how our Lord wants you to talk to Him. And so similar to the most perfect prayer that we have, which is the Lord's Prayer, which is the prayer that our Lord gave us to teach us how to pray, the rosary is also a good means to be able to help us be able to pray the way the Father wants us to. And because of that, Our Lady promises you will obtain all you ask of me by reciting the rosary. Now, again, someone might say, well, George, I can already debunk you here. I did this novena, and nothing happened. (laughs) Or I did this rosary, and... The guy I wanted to be elected didn't get elected. And I 100% understand where you're coming from. But how God answers prayers is yes, not yet, or I have something better. He never says no. God says yes, not yet, or I have something better. That's how he answers prayer. And so our confidence in the rosary praying it devoutly, praying it persistently amidst even trial tribulation, is that our souls start transforming along with the graces from the Church, the sanctifying graces from the Church. Our souls start being transformed to truly understand things the way God wants us to see them. And so, initially, we may say, hey, Lord, I need this amount of money in debt, or I need this kind of stuff, I'm praying the rosary, please make it happen. And he won't just from the sky give you that house or give you that money or whatever. He'll probably give you an opportunity. Or he'll probably provide some inspiration around you to give you something to be able to make that work, work, assuming that's his will. Let's say you're praying for a family member who's fallen away from the faith and is really bothering you. And so you pray persistently and devoutly the rosary, and every year, Things don't seem to change, and you're starting to lose hope. Don't lose hope, because similar to saints like St. Monica for St. Augustine, your perseverance in prayer, particularly through the rosary, you're going to get that answer, even if it means on their deathbed they'll look you in the eye and go, thank you for praying for me. I truly see Christ now. That that could very well be what happened. So, my, so the beauty of this promise 
especially when the rosary, like I said, gets dry, or we're looking at the world, and, and Cody, you kind of mentioned a few parts that are very pertinent, where it just seems like things are out of control, and we have no control over them, at least it seems that way. We can turn to our rosary and offer that intention as it is, and then listen to God, listen to Our Lady, to see how our Lord wants us to better understand that situation. And sometimes our prayer will be answered the way it is. Most of the time, God's going to ask us to revise it a little bit. But regardless of wherever we stand on that, God is going to answer that. Our prayers are going to be answered. Again, you will obtain all you ask me by recitation of the rosary. That's our lady's promise. And so even when things are dry, even when things are frustrating, even when things may not be going the way we want, sitting down and being like, nope, we faced another misfortune. There's another news article that completely got me upset. There's another thing in the church that I wish would be done better, and it's not. I'm going to offer this to our Lord. And if we take that time, similar to what you said, Cody, very beautifully, if we take that time to do that step first and then put it to action, I think you're going to notice, and I know this for a fact in my own life, you're going to notice that there's going to be um, substantial changes happening in a good way that you may not have foreseen before. So I'll go ahead and end with this because I'm, I'm near the end of my time. Okay. Um, one of the things with the rosary is why, why even bother about knowing the promises? Why even bother about any of this stuff? And other than the things we've already talked about, I just want to extend again, and this is mostly for our, our audience who's listening, who's already of the Catholic persuasion who are practicing, um, to really remember that the rosary has a lot of power. So don't take for granted when your parish, if you're blessed to have it, has every weekend mass, has someone leading that rosary. Um, I used to, when I was younger, that sometimes used to annoy me because I was like, man, we just sound like a bunch of robots in here, don't we? <laughs> but as I've gotten older, and I'm still quite young, but as I've gotten older, I realized that rosary is still very powerful and that rosary still needs to be prayed. And so really take advantage of those opportunities. If you haven't picked up your rosary in a while, I encourage you to pick it back up. God's mercy awaits. Our Lady's love awaits by you picking up that rosary. Um, Sometimes the Bible is not something we like to pick up and read, and that's okay. Um, Sometimes it's like, you know, we just, you know, that's just not our thing. Um, But the rosary, we can pick it up, get it done within 20, 25 minutes, and we are essentially reading, or I guess we're essentially praying parts of the Bible. That's essentially what we're doing. And so the rosary becomes something that every one of us can use. And I will even go so far to say for those with, um, with, with families, large families, you're trying to get the rosary as part of your tradition, and you try to get together after dinner, and again, all the kids are a little feisty, or you know they don't want to be there, and there's other frustrations going on. Even those moments when the rosary doesn't seem as fruitful as it could have been are still very powerful. So don't give up. Please don't give up. Um, Cody, you mentioned it very beautifully. I'll end on this. Our world needs our prayers. Our world needs our intercession on earth. Um, we shouldn't wait for heaven to intercede for our planet right now. We need to intercede right now for our, our, our world. And how to do that beautifully, especially as Catholics, we've been given that gift of the rosary to do so. 
And the more people we can get praying the rosary, praying it devoutly, praying it persistently, I really believe, I genuinely believe this until the day I die, that the world, we can have a better tomorrow. Um, Because our Lady has promised it, our Lord has promised it, the saints have all taught it, and they have their lives show witness to it. So, again, for all of us, um, you know, let's take out that rosary, let's, let's be devout to it, let's persistently pray through all of our troubles, and I promise that Our Lady and Our Lord will be there to help us. So, Cody, that's it for me. Thanks a bunch, my friend. Appreciate you for letting me be on. Thank you, George. We really appreciate your time, sir, and uh, we appreciate your support. No, you bet. God bless you. Take care, all right? Bye-bye. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Folks, heaven is unseen, but so are these airwaves. If you can support these airwaves and help save souls for heaven— Go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate, where your donation will be seen and appreciated. If you have a comment or an idea for a show, you can go to dvmercy.com and click on the One Body icon. Or now you can text your idea or comment to 785-621-4110. You're listening to the Network of Stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, Pardon not your hearts. One body, stewarding God's creation.